entering the Nerd Knighted Nations podcast. Ah! Now, here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson <laughs> and Jared Boots. season nerds and nerdettes and welcome to the episode 11 of the nerd Eyed nations podcast i am your ambassador from these united states right in the heart of spooky town jared boots of course i cannot do this alone i need to bring in my co-ambassador hiding somewhere in a pumpkin patch up there in the great white north of canada miss melissa nicholson melissa happy halloween happy halloween <laughs> how's it going up there that's going, as usual, you know. Very pumpkiny. Smells of pumpkin. <laughs> I'm sure it smells of pumpkin and maple up there. Oh yeah. Maple leaves everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> cooler time of year. It's time for pumpkin spice lattes. It's time for hockey finally. Oh yes. And <laughs> most importantly, like we've been celebrating the last few episodes, it's Halloween season, our favorite time of the year. So, <laughs> last episode we talked about Ice Nine Kills album Silver Scream, a little very Halloween style musical album. Right before that, we talked about The Great Pumpkin and talked about some other Halloween stuff. But now, let's talk about another rare Halloween treat. One of my favorite cartoons of all time growing up, Rocco's Modern Life, and their Halloween special, Sugar Frosted Frights. Uh, Melissa, when was the first time you've seen this? First time I've seen this? Yes. Are you familiar with Rocco at all? <laughs> nope. Oh my god, it's episode 10 all over again. <laughs> the first time, yeah. I um, My first taste of Rocco's Modern Life was the recent movie. It's on Netflix. Okay. As much as I enjoyed it, that's really not the first thing you want to jump in on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the first time I had, yeah, seen it, and then I saw, and then this was my second viewing of Rocco's Modern Life with this, the horror, or the Halloween, not horror, Halloween special. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you got so much watching to do. I know. Well... I my, my childhood and teenage years were not about watching stuff. Childhood was outside doing a whole bunch of stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> not in front of a screen very often, so. <laughs> Lots to watch well, now. What kind of Saturday mornings did you have? You're supposed to spend Saturday morning watching cartoons, and then you go outside and play all day. Eating sugary cereal. You run outside and play all day. Nope. <laughs> but speaking of memory lane, let's go back to the mid-90s, which kind of depresses me that in like four years, Rocco's Modern Life is going to be 30 years old. That depresses me. <laughs> that means I'm pushing closer to 40. <laughs> <laughs> what, what year did, it, did Rocco's Modern Life come out? Uh, 93, 94. Oh, okay. Yep. The heart of the Nicktoons is like in the early... 
like 93. That's in the first three debut of uh, Ren and Stimpy, Doug, and Rugrats. Right. Which I believe there's Halloween, there's Halloween episodes of that too, but I, I was, I'm about to get murdered by all my 90s baby's friends. I was not a huge fan of Rugrats. I did, but it was one of the first cartoons I grew out of pretty quick. I'm like, yeah. Nah. I, I watched it briefly, but it wasn't one that I got into either. Yeah, now that you know, it's kind of a good timing that we're doing this episode now. Uh, we picked Rocco now because the Nicktoons are huge again for some reason. It's old. I, obviously, for obvious reasons, Nicktoons are huge again because it was they were so well done back then. And this is back in the '90s when you can get away with almost anything in a kids' cartoon now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, one of the first episodes of Rocco, you see the word hell on a on a carnival ride. Ride was called Elevator to Hell. <laughs> it was in the first season of the show, and after that, they called it Heck. Yeah. So Heifer goes to Heck. <laughs> oh, uh, <wow>. <laughs> but like I said, Rocco is one of my favorite cartoons, and I and I pitched. Uh, we me and Melissa kicked around a few other ideas for Halloween episodes too, but some just required too much homework. Like uh, we were originally going to do our favorite favorite. Five favorite segments from uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, but there's like that's like ninety freaking segments we have to watch. Lots of dicks are just narrowed down to five, which one almost pointless because everybody pretty much narrows their down to like the first five or six Treehouse of Horrors. <laughs> that's when <laughs> Simpsons were quote unquote good. Yeah, but I've been watching some of the more recent ones, and some of those are pretty good. I found a handful, so that's one of those like, ah, hey, you know what? Let's do something else. Uh, let's figure around. I thought of one like, hey, you know what? Rocco's Modern Life had a Halloween episode. Let's do that one. That's like something nobody else has done. Mm-hmm. And then uh, while, while while doing the homework for this one, I almost pitched to Melissa. Like, you know, I kind of want to watch Corn uh, Super Groovy Pirate Ghost Mystery from South Park, early since of South Park. But then you get in, you get to go back and do all the other South Park Halloween episodes. And that show's been out for 20 years. So it's at least another 15 to 20 episodes you'd want to watch. Yeah. Well, so I also pitched uh, Beavis and Butthead to you, too, also. Mm-hmm. So that'd be a fun one. Yeah. But uh, let's dive into uh, Sugar Frosted Frights from Rocco's Modern Life. Well, so do you have any notes on this one? I know you're, you're our note taker. <laughs> yeah, I have a few notes on it. Um, basically... Um, first describe the episode. It's basically like you're going trick or treating, and Philbert is scared. Adults, of... adults going, twenty-one year old adults going trick or treating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> I wish I could. So I'm 34, and I still want to go trick or treating, but it doesn't really exist much anymore in these days, this day and age. No, Makes I went. Sad. I went trick or treating once uh, in high school. Went and that was that was fun. That was like a little bit like nostalgia, like being a kid again and going trick or treating around the neighborhood. But uh, and then that was it. Then it just um, then kind of faded off from there, which kind of makes me a bit sad. <laughs> yeah, in the states, you don't get anything for trick or treaters anymore. Like two years ago, when I was handing out candy with Nick, I had a whole bowl. I think I gave out three handfuls. Wow. Makes me sad. No, it depends, especially here. It depends on like your neighborhood. 
if it's like a very like you know sort of family neighborhood you get tons of kids and not so much then you're not going to get as many i think i don't know last year we got maybe i don't know how many did we get maybe 24 kids i think something like that so not a bad number but uh yeah uh, back to the episode description. Tw- leading off at twenty-one-year-old adults going trick or treating. <laughs> yeah, going trick or treating, and then they find out that Philbert is scared of, um, scared of trick or treating, and then also not so sure of candy because of his uh, kind of childhood trauma from his crazy uh, Aunt Gretchen. Crazy Aunt Gretchen. Who. <laughs> 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 uh, Lives in an aquarium. <laughs> yeah, this is like, I don't know if it's I have to like check back. This might be Crazy and Gretchen's first of two appearances or second of two appearances because she makes an appearance when Philbert gets married to Doctor oh. Hutchison. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and if you know your if you know your uh, Rockers Modern Life history, Philbert being a turtle, of course, and Doctor Hutchison being a cat, and they make this whole beef out the episode. When those two get married, that cats and turtles don't get along. And of course, tensions are thick at the at the wedding site, and Aunt Crazy Aunt Gretchen comes walking down her aquarium and splashes the cats on Dr. Hudson's side. <laughs> <laughs> All to be revealed that, spoiler alert, Dr. Hutchinson's dad is a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> yeah. Poor Philbert's terrified of Halloween because of Crazy Aunt Gretchen. Yeah. So then they, yeah, he talks about his childhood and what happened, and then they eventually they get him to to come out trick or treating, and um, yeah, he tries candy for the first time, and uh, and then he develops a, a bit of a sugar addiction, so he's on the on the hunt for can- more candy and all the sugar he can get. And, <laughs> he That's falls basically. off the wagon and gets back on the sugar wagon so hard. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have the side plot of the hopping Hessian. Yeah. So a, a one-legged, uh, let's see, Civil War or Revolutionary War soldier who's missing a leg and he hops around. It's a, it's a, essentially a spoof on Sleepy Hollow, which is a reference that is made. It's a, very much a Sleepy Hollow reference. The whole, most of the, the side plot of the story. Yeah, I uh, thought um, it's kind of funny. Like I was thinking, you know, who gives pennies as a treat? I've gotten pennies. pennies. I've gotten pennies before. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Philbert's reaction is pretty priceless. Are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You Give me that. the bowl. <laughs> Give me the ball. <laughs> uh, you couldn't do that here now because we don't. The penny doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, I remember being a kid and getting a penny before trick or treating. Yeah, I remember um, one year I collected uh, money for UNICEF, and I got like a whole box full of because they give you that little box of where you collect your money, and I got like a ton of pennies. <laughs> it was like pennies and nickels and dimes and 
a couple quarters, but yeah, it was <laughs> mostly pennies. <laughs> it was heavy. <laughs> of course, if you want me to continue there, uh, plot A does lead to plot B when uh, Philbert's uh, sugar rush leads us to the cemetery outside the old abandoned photo one-hour photo booth where <laughs> our heroes run into the hopping hessian. Yes. And we get that very classic uh, Sleepy Hollow ending where guys, the boys are trying to run away despite the woodland animals fucking with them. Just a random funny joke. <laughs> the freaking squirrel snapping the twig. The rabbit the squirrel snapping the twig. <laughs> what, was was like, what was that? Oh, it was just a twig. <laughs> and like Filbert just like, man. <laughs> but then... Flash forward to a year later, Philbert's actually excited for Halloween. Philbert runs over to Rocco's house, where the Hoppin' Hessian is there, and they're looking at photos from last Halloween. And it turns out that the foot was at the leg that the Hoppin' Hessian has on the bridge that he throws at the boys is actually recurring character Gordon. Oh. Just a, a, a talking foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's, crazy. <laughs> that's essentially the, the that's the that's essentially the cliff notes of the of the episode, but uh, kind of goes a little bit. It kind of, I'm sure it could have been weeds a little bit together, but it's like it makes for a good episode. Definitely. You mentioned the joke of watching the joke of getting the pennies. Yeah, that's one of my favorite jokes. I think my favorite joke has to be that when they go to that first house with Filbert, and we didn't talk about the boys' costumes. Uh, Filbert, they dressed Filbert as a ghost with a lampshade on his head. Now, I wonder if that was a callback to the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm, maybe. Uh, ghost. And then Heifer, Heifer dresses, he paints a glow-in-the-dark jack-lantern face on his stomach. And then Rocco is wearing an inflatable, really, really big man costume, the resident superhero of OTM. Yeah. My favorite joke of the episode has to be uh, when they show up to that first house and when they go up to say to show Filbert how trick or treat is done, is when the woman looks at Rock and says, You've been here already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. Rocco gets on the fence. No, I haven't been here. Yes, you have. And it cuts away to really, really big man dressed as Rocco. <laughs> this little Rocco Hilarious in itself, but the fact that the fact that and also it's also mentioned uh, it's on a website, uh Rocco's Modern Life fan dot fandom mentioned that I missed it, but uh I know really really big man was whistling, but it turns out he's whistling the Rocco's Modern Life theme song. Okay. But that but that by by far is my favorite. I love really, really big man. He's probably one of my favorite supporting characters of the of the series, but like that you, you've been here already. Like, well, I haven't. And, <laughs> and then I got how like heartbroken Heifer's like, you went out already? No, I haven't. She's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and just dead cut the really, really big man dresses around. But <laughs> 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 that by that by my that was probably my favorite joke of the episode next to the beginning when uh, the news anchor's like, what's a Hessian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> any other segments that say any other jokes that stand out to you in this episode? Um, kind of mentioned them. Um, but I just like, you know, watching this now and, um, you know, if a kid, you know, watched it now, they'd be like, what's a photo hut? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> right? It's like. What's, what's trick-or-treating? Yeah, what's trick-or-treating? Oh, how, come, how, come, how come it's dark out while they're trick-or-treating? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of funny. Like, you just catch those little things of it, but. Uh, I'd, probably yeah. blow, I'd probably blow a kid's mind by saying, hey, see the voice of that steer? That's the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. They'd <laughs> be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Their mind is blown. <laughs> yeah. Good old, good old Tom Kenny, the man of a thousand voices. Oh yeah. Also, you ever watch a cartoon called Brickleberry? Sounds familiar. It's it's a very adult cartoon. It was on Comedy Central for years. I don't know where. I don't know if you can find it on Hulu or you can probably get it on Crave TV if they're not. It's a very crude adult cartoon, but. Tom Kenny's on that one too, and so it was like uh, Jerry Miner and uh, Dave Herman, Daniel Tosh are all on it. Very not for kids, not, not at all. But <laughs> when I hear the crude things that Tom Kenny says on that show, it's like holy cow, this is a bunch of square pants and uh, the guy from Powerpuff Girls and Heifer from Rocco's Modern Life, and. It's essentially one of the many voices of our childhood, like Maurice LaMarche and Billy West and uh, Rob Paulson. Yeah. But, uh, I, I just love this rock is my life. And uh, some, you pick up any of the, uh, you pick up any of the references to other pop culture they made in this episode. Like Rocco, Rocco can be a very pop culture centric show in itself. Did you pick up on any of them in this episode in particular? Not really, no. Well, I found, like I said, I mentioned on Rogers Modern Life that fandom. Uh, one that they missed, I told you off air, was uh, they first go to grab Philbert out of his trailer, which I thought it is a reference to Night of the Living Dead, is when he says, They're coming to get you, Philbert. Right before he sticks his head in the shell and uh, gets bitten by Philbert, which is not, not the first time in the series that. Silver is bitten half, which is pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I thought that was an obvious nod to the beginning of Night of the Living Dead with, with uh, they're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> yeah. But uh, some other ones is when, uh, when Silver first goes into his little uh, sugar rush, for lack of a better term, is uh, it's an obvious reference to Disney's Fantasia from 1940, Night on Bald Mountain with Chernabog. Okay. And he sprouts the rings and everything. That's that was an obvious one, and of course, I, we mentioned it's an obvious spoof of uh, a Legend of Sleepy Hollow with Ichabod Crane, the Headless Horseman, mm-hmm. and uh, it's also a brief mention of uh, Christmas Carol at the end of Filbert. I love him crying out the that kid's response, which is an obvious Joe Murray adult voice. It's it's Halloween for Pete's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Filbert's house is still like boarded up and trashed from the year before. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, some of the references that were in there was what was it? Uh, well, a recurring joke is whenever Gordon shows up. Uh, usually, there's an an Ed McMahon stall. Yes, that comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and uh, it can't. It's allegedly confirmed that it's supposed to be the Hop and Hash and the Zone that has been saying yes or no. Okay. Whenever the whenever this comes on, but that's just, I, I believe this is the only appearance that the Hoppin' Hessians ever made, unless he's made like a background appearance in another episode. But uh, uh, another was another reference in there too. But, uh, the whole thing is oh, it did say in that website too that this is the first time that Gladys the hippo lady appeared in in the episode without her uh, sunglasses on, which she's known for wearing her sunglasses. Also known for Essentially knocking Rocco's lights out and saying, How dare you? <laughs> it was a big running gag through like the first season of Rocco. He'd always find some way to get caught by Gladys and get his lights knocked out by her. <laughs> always an entertaining time. Yeah. But uh one question that raises from this this uh that scene when Philbert goes to uh, the cemetery and he's eating the imaginary candy corn and the, well, obviously the chocolate was the tombstone. Mm-hmm. He took a huge chunk. He took a huge bite out of that headstone. Right. But uh, <laughs> what do you think he was eating when he was eating the corn, the candy corn? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't obvious. Not like, yeah, the chocolate is a headstone. How the hell he ate that, I don't know, but he did. <laughs> Turtle, turtles must have strong teeth. Yeah, they must have. Cause... But I've seen this, I haven't seen this episode as many times. I've seen a lot of other Halloween things like the Great Pumpkin. But uh, I'm like, what is he eating? Now? So, what, would, what did he eat that was supposed to be the candy corn? Yeah, I don't know. Is it just. But, he grabs, yeah, it just seemed like he's, is he walking? And then he has the, the candy corn, eats that, and like, I don't know. Well, I think he's floating in the air. He's Yeah, he's, he's floating. So I don't know. Maybe he maybe took a bite out of a tree or something. Or, maybe, or like a... Or, well, in this cartoon, or like maybe he took a bite out of a cloud or something. Yeah, maybe. That makes sense, I guess. The candy corn. It's, it's whatever our imagination wants it to be. Exactly. <laughs> what'd you think of the what'd you think of the gag with the the bunny and the squirrel crack like uh, messing with him? That was funny. Just, it's like that that sort of usual like oh people walking through a forest and they uh, hear a tree snap you know or you know what, what was that? Or, what was that? Oh, it was, he followed right up with Philbert. Oh, it was just a twig breaking. <laughs> <laughs> just so casual, too. Like, oh, just, just twig breaking. <laughs> yeah, the rabbit hopping out. Look behind you. <laughs> Lo and behold, there is the hopping Hessian who moves pretty damn quick. He got, got from behind them to in front of them pretty damn quick. And he was pretty far away too. Like he was. Hell, he's also a ghost. He's also a ghost too. So this is true, but still, <laughs> I guess you can't outrun a ghost. 
catch up to you sometime, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and on that, and that note, too, and I was also mentioned like how like there's a reference how turtles are slower, but how they leave Philbert behind eventually. <laughs> Philbert's running slower than all of them. Yeah. <laughs> they, make a lot, they make a lot of emphasis on the on the one hour photo booth too. <laughs> back in the mid to early nineties, like one hour one hour photo was still pretty still pretty modern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a cool thing. I I do love the I do love the I I do love the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, not necessarily the Disney version. Uh, I do love the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's a good spooky story. Maybe some future Halloween episode we could do that one too. Just talk about the Legend of Sleeper Hollow. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good. It's a good spoof to replace it with a replace it with a, a legless dude and to bring a recurring character in. It's like oh, this when you get to the end of the episode and they're at Rocco's house watching the the photos from look at the photos from last year. You're like oh, it's what <laughs> we just do every year is a Halloween prank. <laughs> it's fun what we do. <laughs> They're purposely going out there and fucking with people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're just fucking with people. It's it's fun. Like, why not? Yeah. Well. <laughs> and you do, and like, I do like the, it's kind of an off joke. This it's kind of a random joke where Heifer and Gordon are sitting next to each other, and Heifer goes, "So you guys were." You guys served together in the Revolutionary War? <laughs> of course, the Hessian answers with his head, but man, yes! <laughs> Gordon's like, oh, no, he's actually a friend of a friend. He, he helped me move a full while back. I like to help him out. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the Hessian's the guy you don't want to hang around all the time, but the Hessian seems fun. It does, yeah. yeah I'd have a beer with the Hessian. Yeah. I... I I know me and some of my friends would, would definitely be like the hash. We'd definitely want to just go fuck with people on Halloween just for that, just for that purpose. And you notice how, uh, did you notice the difference when they are, before they fade to black with uh, Philbert's glasses hitting the water? Mm-hmm. Did you notice when they are looking at the photos of them getting attacked by Gordon that they all look like they fall in the creek? But you only yeah. see Philbert's glasses. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's funny. <laughs> so, Philbert's, so when Gordon hit them, did Philbert's glasses go to one side of the bridge and they went to the other side? or Maybe. Yeah, it could be like glasses go flying one side and they go the other. Maybe. But yeah, it's funny. And for, uh, <laughs> depending on how well you know your continuity with uh, Rocco, after the first step, well, depending on which step, which order the official episode order is in, Heifer sells one of his second, Heifer sells the second stomach in like the first episode of Rocco's Modern Life. So he's a huge, he's a huge steer. Don't call him a cow. He's a steer, which is a running joke throughout the whole series. And somebody calls him a cow. He's a steer. <laughs> but, uh, the Hessian must have thrown Gordon pretty fucking hard to knock Heifer in the air. Like Rocco's pretty small and, you can probably catch Filbert off guard, knock him off guard, but to hit knock Heifer in the air, you're gonna throw that thing pretty damn hard to yeah. take Heifer off his feet. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, you gotta love, you gotta love cartoon logic. 
yeah. It's funny sometimes. Yeah, you, you can't, when it comes to cartoons, you just can't think about it, because the logic is so off. It's like, no, that couldn't happen, but just, just go with it. <laughs> it's Halloween for Pete's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good classic Halloween episode. It doesn't get touched on very much. Yeah. Uh, what about the, uh, the closing hook that we get? With uh, who took those photos? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, that's it's one of the funnier jokes too, but it doesn't hang on. It doesn't hang as high as you've already been here. No, I haven't. She's crazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like if you had to, if you had to, like rate them, that would. Yeah, that. Yeah, who took the photos would be like number two, maybe. Uh, I'd probably go. I'd probably put "Give me the bull." Yeah, that's true. And that woman took a pretty good hit because she had Filbert run over her, still standing. She's bent over nine degrees, has Rocco jump on her, then has Heifer jump on her, and still standing. Right. <laughs> Barely, but still standing. <laughs> She'd be like a friggin' pancake after that, but cartoon logic. <laughs> to which point, Filbert's just demolishing anything with sugar in it in his in his site in her kitchen, just dumping the sugar. And I love how the sugar glistens when it's coming down. What's yeah. going on in the back? <laughs> <laughs> and when he uh, eating the gummy bear. Oh, it's during the whole Fantasia segment when he's eating the gummy bears and the teeth turning himself, and he just chews a gumdrop. <laughs> Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing how fast it came out of that sugar rush, too. Right? <laughs> Takes a bite out of the tombstone and just <clears throat> snaps and out of it. I'm never eating candy again. I'm never eating sugar again. Like, dude, it would take longer to keep bouncing off the walls even more. But mm. it'd be like the episode where they're trying to get Rocco to quit biting his his fingernails, or Rocco's essentially biting. Rocco has a there's an episode where they, Rocco has a horrible uh, fingernail chewing habit. So I think that essentially that would be what Filbert would be like getting that all that sugar leaving the system at once because tries one piece of candy. Then swallows Filbert, and uh, swallows Heifer's bag whole, swallows Rocco's pumpkin bucket whole, bucket and bag and all. Mm-hmm. Eats an entire bag of sugar and whatever else he got his hands on before Rocco and Heifer got to him. Yep. Heifer, Filbert's poor pancreas. <laughs> really. <laughs> again going back going back to Filbert's episode uh, Filbert getting married it's actually a two part episode where in Filbert's bachelor party they go to instead of drinking uh, they go and eat ice cream so they Heifer gets like ice cream drunk <laughs> <laughs> oh boy maybe Joe Murray's trying to a message of well, sugar essentially is a drug. <laughs> that effect it has on it. You know, yeah. Halloween's the one year time of the year you can really let loose with your sugar. Definitely. Get all that candy and 
Who did take the photos? I did. You did? I did. Mm-hmm. You took the photos of characters from a show you didn't watch? Yep. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Really could have thought the the scenes with the vulture, though, the narrator trying to tie things together. But I did like how with the with the uh, reporter coming and scaring the crap out of him. Well, him burning himself with the match first with the candle, and then, and then the reporter scaring the crap out of him. <laughs> well, we're talking about oh, giving the bull being a good joke. Well, what the heck is that? What's a hessian? That's a that's a good joke too. What's a hessian? <laughs> he comes. He says it was such. Uh, I think his name is Fran. Yeah, the reporter, the news guy's name is Fran. Yeah. He, uh, says it was such sincerity. What's a hessian? <laughs> I'm looking off screen. <laughs> you get some fourth wall breaking episode two. I think I got a bowl of candy off screen somewhere. <laughs> Gladys, off camera, off screen somewhere. Off screen somewhere reaches for the ball. <laughs> that and with Filbert doing the whole, uh, oh, it's just a twig. <laughs> yeah. And the who took the. <laughs> so being a first time viewer what'd you think of it is it something you'd rewatch on Halloween sometime or or does it have uh, do you have interest between watching this and Static Cling does it uh, so I imagine you're probably pretty lost watching Static Cling a little bit I'm sure not getting a lot of references they make in the show in the yeah. movie does oh. it make you want does it make you want to watch Rocco's Modern Life definitely yeah definitely want to watch more of it and I think it would yeah, cause it, it wasn't too bad for, like, not really knowing... Although not not really knowing the characters didn't help. Like, it was sort of like, oh, they're just here and they're, you know, doing their thing. So it would be good to watch, like, go back and, like, watch the show and kind of get to know these characters. And, yeah, I like it. So definitely watch more of that. Definitely good one. I'd say I'd... I'm going to try to work this into my yearly Halloween rotation. I, it's been a few years since I've seen it, but I, I have I have the complete series of Rocko's Modern Life on DVDs. So I go back and watch it every now and then. I'll get a nice little marathon view and sort of watch. Mm-hmm. It, it's a cartoon very near and dear to my heart, and whenever we get to our favorite cartoon episode, just don't be surprised. This will be the top of the list, either <laughs> as a child or as an adult. I think we talk about doing a separate list: one as children, one as adults. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll put my stake and I'll put my flag in the ground. I know my best one of my best friends, Jacob Coupe, is listening right now. He will agree. Rocko's Modern Life was the best Nicktoon ever. It wasn't Rugrats. It wasn't Wild Thornberries. It wasn't Hey Arnold, which I do like. Hey Arnold, mm. Jungle Movie. Jungle Movie sucked. Um, I love her and Simba. I love Doug. Rocko's Auto Monsters is good. So is Rocket Power. Mm. Rocko's Modern Life was like the best. Uh, Nicktoon ever, it got it. It was up there with Ren and Stippy. It was getting away with so much adult stuff. Oh yeah. Before they start cracking down on stuff yeah. for Nicktoons, Nicktoon wives. Mm-hmm. But it was so damn good, and makes me go back. Want to go back to the nineties even more? But now the beauty of a uh, splat at the Nicktoons channel now. Well, nineties with nineties Nickelodeon content being so popular now, then bringing back all that. All the Nicktoons and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm. It's nice to see like Rocco get Rocco getting that nostalgia. What that was Static Cling coming out? Yeah, 
it's kind of cool that they're they're bringing all these like you know old shows back because they're so good honestly like the new like new cartoons nowadays are like ah they're not they're not as good and i think it's just you know having to be careful what you say and you know hopefully nobody gets offended but like the older stuff they got away with so much more and it was just i don't know the quality was better like stories and characters and they were just that more memorable you know for like what they said or you know funny episodes lines whatever like it was just so much better then than it is you know than it is now so yeah well, what can you do? But at least we look back at it on DVD and have a good laugh. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, sugar frosted fries. Be sure to add it to your yearly collection. Pull, pull yourself like a nice big bowl of Frankenberry or Booberry or Count Chocula. Have some Halloween candy. Sit back and just enjoy your. Have some candy corn. Just don't go overboard like Filbert does. And <laughs> parental advisory. Do not. Be biting into headstones, you will lose your teeth. Yeah, yeah, that's Filbert. Filbert is a trained professional, he is married to a dentist and a doctor. <laughs> yeah, the, the doctor you see at the beginning of uh, the movie that's talking to Fran, the hook that's Dr. Hutchison, that is uh, who would later become Filbert's wife. She oh. starts this, she starts the series as a dentist and then she becomes a doctor. <laughs> I, th- I think you would like her because she has she gets puns every now and then. It's like oh, nice. something, when, something when she shows up at the doctor's office. Rock goes, "I thought you were a dentist." Well, I was, but I just got tired of looking down in the mouth. Oh, <laughs> I love it! And she just and she has this quirk where she tilts her head to the side, and goes, "Kate." <laughs> okay, I yeah. definitely need but, to see this now. <laughs> kids, kids don't be kids. Don't be going. Biting in the tombstones because Filbert is a trained professional and he's married to a dentist slash doctor, so he knows what he's doing, and he's yeah. never eating sugar again. Mm-hmm. And when you get and when you get to be our ages, I'm in my mid thirties now. You will never want to eat sugar again either. <laughs> enjoy it while you can. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy enjoy eating your Halloween candy when you don't have to run three miles the next day just to buy. <laughs> but uh, this wasn't. It's was only. It's only a, a quick 12-minute episode because it's paired up with another episode on the DVDs and online, wherever you can find it. It's paired up with another episode called Ed is Dead, a thriller, which essentially is um, it's a total Hitchcock uh, spoof featuring most of the big heads and uh, just Rocco, so it's pretty close quarters. And... Uh, yeah, me and Melissa talked about off air. Like, uh, do you really want? I go, yeah. Sugar Frosted Frights is a more Halloweeny than Ed is Dead. Not the throw shade Ed is Dead, but uh, it, it's a total Hitchcock spoof. So it does fit in the Halloween theme, and it's mostly, I would say, a spoof of the Man Who Knew Too Much, uh, Rear Window, and a little bit of Psycho in there too. You get a quick Psycho reference when Rocco goes into the Big Head's house and he runs into uh, the Big Head's dog Earl. But uh, which is also a callback to another episode. And Earl, it was a constant. It was an early foil for Rocco in one of the first episodes of the show. Um, and then later on the the series, Ed and Bev would adopt him, or Bev would, to which Earl would go on to beat the crap out of Ed at every point he could. 
But uh, I would say the main spoof. You probably know. You're probably up on your Hitchcock a little bit more than I am. I do like Hitchcock, but I'm not. A, I'm not going to admit it to be a mega fan of Hitchcock. But uh, I would say it's mostly a reference to uh, Rear Window, which has been done and done and done numerous times. A lot of sitcoms, mostly about the neighbor watching another neighbor from and quote unquote witnessing a witnessing a murder. Mm. That spouse mysteriously missing to magically appear at the end. Oh, I was just out of town doing this. Only instead of being out of town for a business trip or whatever, Ed is getting a wart removed from his butt. But <laughs> <laughs> she which she is deliciously milking at the beginning of the episode. My condition. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a wart. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's what that's what usually and I love the rock wow, the big heads are fighting more than usual today. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a reoccurring joke at the series that Ed and Bev Ed and Bev uh joke quite a uh, fight quite a bit throughout the whole show. They're, they're that typical couple that's been married for 20, 30, 40 years, so that old time old timer couple that's been married for years and years and just don't care anymore. Yeah, you know? what can you do? They still love each other, but they still fight a lot. Yeah, that's what you got to do, though. Got to bicker, and argue, and you know. Did you watch Ed is Dead? Yes. So this is a quote. This is a question I asked myself last night after watching this for the first time in years. Was that the same squirrel from Sugar Frosted Frights, the blue squirrel? Probably. I think it was. Yeah. With the with this one with the pink squirrel, but I did I did love the uh, the, those two squirrels just so enamored with the wart on his butt. <laughs> so Ed comes back and like I told you it was this big. <laughs> Which I'm trying to I'm trying to every time I watch an episode like unless it's a different bruised squirrel, like hey pink squirrel. That blue squirrel was there with you at the beginning of the episode. So why are you trying to explain to him what the world looked like? He was there, dude. But at the same time, he doesn't believe him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ed is dead, not the trash that we didn't want not that we didn't want to include, but I wanted to at least give it like a brief run over. Like it's not a bad, not a bad short, but no. After we we could probably rant more off, rant, riff more off of uh, sugar frosted frights. But you, you do you do get the good heifer Albert Hitchcock impression. Yeah, yeah. The sugar frosted frights is much more memorable than than Ed is dead. I felt like I don't. You know, I watched it like watched it twice, and like I definitely remember more from the first one than I do that, the other one. So. I don't know, it's not as, like, it's alright, like, it's still a a decent episode, but it's, you know, Sugar Frosted Frights is better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, being a lifelong viewer and fan of Rocco, there's elements of the episode I remembered. I remember the meatloaf statue, I remember the, uh, I remember the very basic principles of this movie, of this episode, with the egg-shaped shovel and the uh, and of uh, the meatloaf. I think of all the thing, all of all the shows to spoof. Rear Window is probably one of the most <laughs> random ones and funny ones. 
Simpsons was pretty close too with Ned Flanders doing the whole rear window thing. Yeah. Him having that girly scream and, <laughs> and burying Maud's plant. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I think this one's one of the better ones. And, and you still, it still fits in very much some, with some of the continuity of the show too. So you get a lot of characters like Ed. Ed is notorious for being a cheapskate, being the curmudgeon old man. That's what, that's what I should use to describe them is uh, they're like a curmudgeon couple. Mm-hmm. So like Ed is this when Ed comes back, like one of my favorite jokes from this one has to be at the end when the, when Ed's getting dropped off by the taxi and uh, 495, are you nuts? There's five bucks. <laughs> and the guy drives off. And, hey, that wasn't a tip. <laughs> <laughs> so you get Ed being that classic cheapskate that he has been throughout the whole and you also get the, the the trope that's been established in season one of Bev having like that random like Mrs. Robinson crush on uh, Rocco but I do love I like the offhand line of uh, Ed yelling at her when Rocco's going to grab the ball out of uh, Spunky's ball out of the yard Bev we're picking up the neighbors <laughs> 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 uh, another another good random joke in there is when uh, Rocco swears he sees kill Ed in the bushes <laughs> changes the <to> squeaky <laughs> and, even, and even Rocco's confused <laughs> squeaky <laughs> there it goes to kill Roy <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I do appreciate the Psycho moment too with uh, Psycho being my favorite Hitchcock piece with uh, spoofing uh, Norman in the rock or Mother being in the rocking chair at the end of uh, at the end of Psycho and turn around it's Earl who then blows out the light in the basement and beats the crap out of Rocco which I don't know how Bev didn't hear that <laughs> Cartoon uh, logic, right? Unless they like soundproofed it or something, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> or selective uh, hearing. Like, oh, uh, I don't hear anything. <laughs> say it. It's a classic sitcom trope to spoof rear window, of all things. Probably the one that probably can fit in most to uh, a sitcom because you know what. It's got that. It's got that classic misunderstanding. Well, I swear this person, she killed this guy, or he killed her. And then at the end, you get this a comedic twist of what's going on. You get the comedy of the neighbors snooping around trying to find out what's going on, and all the bev put the big heads like to sleep on power tools. And it's a meatloaf statue. Which that's another question I always rack my mind is why. Why is Ed freaking out so much? All he's doing is just sitting there. <laughs> I guess it's another thing like, why is he freaking out so much? He's just sitting there. Like, hey, I probably doesn't want to be naked in the, believe me, I don't want to see Mr. Bighead naked either, unless it's just the pain he has from sitting on his wart in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's my condition. <laughs> yeah. But may I, I guess I'll just I'll just 
taken for granted. Okay, maybe the reason why Ed is screaming is because he's sitting on his wart. But that was made me wonder, like, why is he? Why is he? Uh, why is he freaking out so much? He's just sitting there. He's just being a model. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like modeling, or well, no. Let's say, okay, he's in pain from sitting on his ward. Yeah, guess that would make sense. Um. Not, that's not the first episode of Rock I'm going to watch, but it's not a, it's not the worst one in the series. But it's not one I'm going to watch right away. It's good, but like you've seen one spoof of Rear Window, you've seen them all. Yeah, so this one takes some this one takes some tropes that fit in with the Rockwell universe. So it, it's not like they're not doing anything outside of the normal Rocco thing. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. not going outside the Rocco universe. So they pick like a good couple. Well, there's not really any couples that we know by name in the Rocco universe. So it, it's not like they forced Chuck and Leon, the chameleons, to fight with each other or Hef or like uh, Heifer's parents, uh, George and Virginia Wolf, or because if you didn't know Heifer's parents are wolves. Or they didn't take uh, Dr. Hutchinson and Filbert and made them fight just for this episode. They took the big heads and had them fight, which they've been able to do throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Would it would it have been better if they didn't focus so much on like the continuity within the sort of Rocco universe? Well, have it be like a like a what if? Yeah, you're like a what if or, or an else worlds. Yeah, I suppose, but it. Uh, I'd say it all it all depend on which couple they'd use, and how over the top they went with it. Mm. So, for example, we've had like Chuck and Leon having like a brothers quarrel. Okay, but just the the level they uh, approached it from. Because I don't, I wouldn't see Chuck and Lee. Because I think for Chuck and Leon to do it, it had to make a pretty big fight. For them to, one of them to resort to that, but I think with they could probably make it work, and I'd probably take it with a grain of salt, just accepting there were open mindedness. Call back to episode six, six, six about <laughs> being open minded. Yeah. I would still watch it. But I just think it fits in better with Ed, Ed and Bev, just because they were known to fight throughout the series, and it. And Rocco has that line where they're fighting more than usual today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think to get to that point where somebody Rocco thinks somebody is getting murdered, I think Ed and Bev are the perfect couple for that. And they that having that continuity just helps with it. But mm-hmm. cause I don't think any other if they did like it elsewhere, it'd, it'd be a little more over the top and cheesy. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. And like with this, it just it, it makes more sense to keep it within their, you know, their own their own world and their own you know characters and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, sometimes yeah, if you venture out, it doesn't work so well. But yeah. and you get Rocco on that more because uh, Rocco very much is like passive, and I wouldn't say he's. Is that what you call a quote unquote alpha male? Yeah. He's that he's that more passive kind of guy, passive, peaceful kind of guy. So and he is very easily jumpy. Mm-hmm. So him stooping around getting freaked out and scared, that's very much in his wheelhouse too. That's very much true to his character too. 
Yeah. And I'm sure, like, yeah, if they if they made it too different, then a lot of, you know, sort of longtime fans might not, uh, might not, you know, might not have taken to it too kindly, I guess, because it would have been a little too different. I mean, like, well, why are they doing this? Or why are they doing Or, you know, so I guess, yeah, just to, you know, keep it, keep it making sense and then also make everybody else happy too, so. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So two episodes of Rockless Modern Life I highly recommend. Definitely recommend Sugar Frosted Frights for your Halloween viewing pleasure. So uh, we'll see you ready to bring it on home for this other this this mini episode for Halloween. Yep. So we've we said where you can find us numerous times on the tweets and Instagrams and on other social media. You can find you can still find us at our home on Podbean and now you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Uh don't forget to like and subscribe us. And uh, now that we're on iTunes, leave us a review so we can get our names out there. If we start getting reviews, leave us a five-star review. Leave us some comments on there. We'll start reading them out on the show because mm-hmm. we know we want to know you guys are listening. Mm-hmm. And if you're, awesome. new, if you're new to our show from iTunes, welcome. Yeah, awesome that you found us. And you can also, um, on Facebook, if you've liked our Facebook page, or you can go ahead and like it if you haven't already. Um, you can also leave a review or rate us on the Facebook page as well. So go ahead and, and do that because that helps us kind of get ourselves out there a little bit more. So well, we are not a, we're not a sponsored podcast by any companies either. We also you'll find us sharing and liking other uh, companies on there too that are owned by friends of ours who support the show and we support them too. A lot of the business we share are not sponsored, but we do share them because we like to help out other people too, close friends, dear friends to us. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to leave you with some closing words. And uh, well, first of all, before we go, happy Halloween season. <laughs> we're not quite at Halloween yet. So keep the spooky faith alive, guys, guys and gals. And uh, don't worry, Mr. Bighead, we won't tell anybody you got your tonsils taken out. And as always, to quote the great Gilbert Lowe, we're nerds and uh, we're pretty proud of it. Enjoy your Halloween season, guys. Bye. The thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.